Hey folks, welcome to a podcast about Catholic things. This is Eric, the Ambassador of Common Sense, and I'm here with... Dan, the Ambassador of Nonsense. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, we haven't seen you since last year, and I guess we've both just been real busy. Um, but we're going to try to get back on schedule so that you're getting uh, weekly uh, podcasts instead of, you know, semi-monthly we did pretty well for a while. Uh, we did do well for a long time. We just, both of us have scheduling things that, okay, I have this weird fear that I turned the game the wrong way. I have to, I have to check something while <laughs> so we... So check it out. Test, 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 test. Yeah. We learned, you got to gain down the mic and gain up the computer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I did it right. Now I have to get my... My face in the wrong place. Okay. Sorry. Um, so, okay. The topic today, I mean, I, I don't think we have to define it, but we should anyway, uh, is the term that everybody's using nowadays, uh, red-pilled. And red-pilled comes from the movie The Matrix when he says he offers them two pills. You take the blue pill... You go back to sleep tomorrow. Everything's going to be how it was. Take the red pill. You're going to awaken to a new truth, and you can't go back. You can't reap blue pill. Once you once you see the truth, you can't unsee it. So this uh, word kind of I get really in the past five years, and it's not that old. It was yeah. It's it's. Uh, I mean, it, people started using it long after the Matrix. It was right. It didn't get pick up use right away as as a, uh, a kind of a cultural term like this. And I think what really did it. I don't know if it came before Trump or after, but it's during Trump's reign that it got popular because people suddenly started to understand that uh, things are not what they've always thought they were. More and more people are getting red-pilled since Trump's, uh, well, since the, since the day he started running. Yeah. More and more people started to see, oh, wait a minute. I always thought of things, and that's basically, hold on, i got to adjust this a little bit. That's basically what it is, is people, um, people live their lives thinking a certain way, and then they're confronted with this kind of an ugly truth that they've always been looking at it wrong and that there's things are just not what they've always thought they were. That's that's what Red I actually we could here's the exact a, definition. A, uh, cause someone mm-hmm. to have their perspective dramatically transformed, especially by introducing them to a new and typically disturbing understanding of the true nature of a particular situation. Okay, so, yeah. In that, a that's nutshell, good. that's pretty good. And when that situation is, you know, kind of the the world you live in, that's pretty dramatic. It is dramatic. And the problem is that it can cause all kinds of other problems that that you wouldn't expect or maybe you would expect, but it being red-pilled Aside from just being startling and, and stressful, it can also create 
uh, I don't know, obsessiveness. And it, it can create weird problems for people, I think, like paranoia, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And I think for a lot of people, that's why we get, like, why suddenly flat earthers got real big out of the blue. And it's like, because I think a whole bunch of people thought of the world a certain way, and then they were red-pilled, and then they just started to think, well, I guess everything's a lie. Then they so just they decided question everything. not to trust anything. They they, they went yeah. from red pill to, to like, complete cynic. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Timothy Gordon called it black-pilled, which is <laughs> yeah, a pretty good name Yeah, that's right. I forgot it. about that. Um, and... Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about the difference between being red-pilled and uh, becoming a cynic or being black-pilled or falling for sometimes some pretty outrageous conspiracy theories. Yeah. Um, and maybe talk about, you know, some of the some of the key people in things like media and politics and religion um, and what that ought to mean to us as Catholics mm-hmm. and, you know, and the that, way we look at the world. That's a good point, though, because until you just now brought it up, I had not really thought of that dynamic of the uh, the blackpilling or the going over to full-on, um, you know, like QAnon-style yeah. conspiracy theorist or, or flat-earther or whatever – I had never thought of that in terms of a sort of the the, the kind of um, I don't know what, what would you call it emotional defense mechanism yeah. to yeah. being red pilled. It's like okay, how do I deal with the fact that a lot of things aren't the way I thought they were? Well, I'll just believe nothing's the way I thought it was. Yeah, and then I'll never get fooled again because I don't believe anybody. It, it's it wouldn't be hard to fall into that because you start looking for conspiracies or untruth in every little corner and when things are the way they appear to be and always have been you have a hard time believing it you suspect you don't want to get fooled again it's like like when a spouse uh cheats on you 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 don't want to get fooled again so you just stop believing them entirely and you stop trusting the world around you and and Uh, and you you go back and and question your whole life with them too yeah. Everything up up to that point. Well, well, was all that other stuff a lie? Was everything a lie? Was there any truth anywhere? And it, um, I, I, it causes problems. And I've seen, I've seen it happen to people. I haven't, not necessarily the flat earthers, but people who just tend to question everything suddenly, and then they get to a, a kind of a paranoia where. Where, like, they think everybody's after them and stuff like that, you know? A paranoia like that or a sort of paralysis where they can't engage on, you know, engage society. They, you know, they they can't do anything about even the small world around them that they really do have an ability to influence. They just kind of draw away from that as well. Yeah, so when you see some of these... um, you know, these preppers who tend to cut themselves off from society altogether, I, a lot of that's just, it, it's its the trauma from being red-pilled. And to me, it's not that, it's not an unnatural uh, uh, 
um, response. It's just something that we should try to fight. Right. You know, right. in ourselves. Because now, it, there have been... Let, let's talk about this for a minute. Because there have been preppers um, for... Uh, I'm going to say probably since the um, the Cold War, War paranoia age. You, you know, where, where the... Yeah. Uh, you know the 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 duck and cover drills at the schools and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, probably fifties, sixties, whatever. Um, and then even after the end of the Cold War, there were those who continued to believe that there's coming a point where it's all going to fall apart. Yeah. Um, so we're wow. we're, but this is way before the 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 sort of modern last half decade yeah. red pill trend the red pill explosion you might call it occurred i don't think those people are are the same phenomena i think right i think that's just kind of one of those you're always going to have these 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 various you know um kind of fringe parts of society they were there when the red pill moment happened those various fringe parts of society just it suddenly became attractive to people who were being red pilled as, as part of realizing that, wait a minute, things don't work the way I thought they worked. Maybe this guy really has something. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I think a lot of people were... I, you're right, a lot of this did start in the Cold War. And I think a lot of it is just... Um, they were being encouraged to prep. And to prepare for an ultimate disaster where maybe all of your neighbors are going to be dead. And whatever you have in a bomb shelter, that's what you're going to have, you know, for a year or two years or, I don't know, the rest of your life, I guess, if the whole planet gets destroyed. That was that was really encouraged, you know, with, with all the, the drills that they would run. Mm-hmm. Um, during the Cold War, at least early in the Cold War, before we were even born. Yeah, yeah. And you, you, you know, read about them and stuff. In addition to that, the the um, the feasibility of things like space travel and that stuff were becoming available, and culturally, um, you know, because historically TV had what was a relatively new phenomenon then too. And so what you had were kind of a spate of um, p- paranoia films about things like uh, not TV series type things I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, where Earth had been, you know, invaded. And so there's the ongoing battle for Earth. The, 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 a more recent version of it was that series called V, but, but they had... Earlier than that, in the '60s, these these paranoia yeah. series, or like, you know, we would go out and explore space. Well, then, you know, there might be a series about, say, some uh, band of of people from Earth that were trapped on a planet and, and having to fend their way against aliens every day or something like that. Kind of like a uh, a twisted version of Gilligan's Island, maybe. I I can't think of yeah. any titles offhand, but but there was a, a space. It was of, a common theme. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think from a cultural perspective, that also helped contribute to uh, at least the, the acceptability, you know, not necessarily in polite circles, but inside people's minds of being paranoid about stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And I guess uh, aside from all of that, uh, nuclear war was a, it was a real possibility. Yeah, I mean, possible reality. And so people prepared for that, and people got to be. And it, you even see it like in the old, uh, the first couple seasons of Twilight Zone. There were ones about the the way people get obsessed with preparing, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, it just it became a thing, and that just kind of. Even even when the Cold War was still on, but people had kind of stopped worrying about um, about oh, right. the nuclear the, about war. Nuclear war specifically, right? Uh, they started worrying about societal breakdowns. Uh, I've seen that in various uh, series, like in Taxi and Barney Miller. There were episodes where they had preppers, and that was always what they described. Uh, it was deliverance. He's talking about how the mm. world's going to fail and society's going to fail. I mean, it mm-hmm. was, it was the next thing to be afraid of and the next reason to prepare. But yeah, like you said, um, that's almost a different animal than. Right. Right. It, it, what it we're seeing created now created a, if those people didn't exist, I don't know what the people who who had a hard emotional time handling being red pilled. I don't know where they would go if these other kind of fringe people didn't exist. Right. Um, Because there's a place for them now that, that, now that they feel that way, there's well, okay. It's, it's acceptable to do these things because plenty of people are doing them. So, uh, I don't have to feel weird in preparing for the world to end, but, um, you know the the thing is, I don't I don't think I was ever actually red pilled because I don't think we grew up in a world where uh, there were no blue pills. You know, <laughs> That's I mean, true. <laughs> aside from we didn't get a daily dose of blue pills at any point no. in our lives, <laughs> right? Aside from the the conspiracy theorists, which there were plenty yeah, yeah, who yeah. Mm-hmm. who were pretty Came wild, in and out of our circles, sure. Yeah, but aside from that, it's just that we always saw the way you hear us talking now. That's how we've always thought. It's never really. I guess maybe the the only thing that changed for me really was I didn't understand the degree to which. Uh, I'm not even going to call it a conspiracy. The degree to which uh, both the church and the American government are infected with the problem. Yeah. You know, I didn't realize how widespread it was and how deep it was. I didn't understand that. And I didn't understand until some point in my adult life, probably a little while before the the red pill explosion. Um I didn't understand the degree to which people that, you know, everyday people that you meet on the street um, either didn't know or didn't care how much things weren't yeah trustworthy. Yeah, that was a big red pill, too, because I, I always thought, you know, if it was publicized enough, people would be like, oh, wow, this stuff is bad, and then try to band together and do something about it, which people did, but I never understood how much a person would refuse to see the truth. Yeah. 
Would you or shut even it off care and, when they see it? I mean, yeah. I, I think I think in many ways a lot of people are are red, you know, being red pilled. There is really an explosion. It's a good thing as far as it goes, but I think what we're also seeing among a lot of people is I don't. What would you call it? A soylent green moment, maybe. Yeah, it's kind of okay. Yeah, okay. They're eating people, but uh, this is the way it is, and uh, you, you know, and he's the only one who cares. Yeah. Yeah, they, okay. Everybody, they, you got to go watch Soylent Green to understand what they're talk, what we're talking yeah. about. <laughs> well, probably most people have seen it, but uh, yeah, Charlton Heston says they're eating people. Soylent Green is people, and, and they're they're all just kind of staring at him, like yeah. Well, so what? They're not staring you at know? him in disbelief. They're staring at him in you know uh, apathy. Not uh, yeah. It was it was a weird moment. In the movie, that that was probably the weirdest moment is when is the response from because you felt else. like oh he's 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 done it you know he he uncovered then, this amazing truth and then it's yeah. like this big letdown well so what yeah and you got the feeling that nothing's going to change and you kind of get that feeling now when you, you see people suddenly understanding oh wow this you know some of these things are real things that I always laughed at and then. But so what? It it's nothing more than a discussion when you're drinking, you know, around at the bar or something, you know. Mm-hmm. And as far as well, maybe we should be fighting this. Uh, I don't think it even occurs. Although it did occur to a lot of people because that's what the Trump movement was. I think mm-hmm. a lot of it was. But see, yeah. even even those people, I remember. I mean. I've watched Rush Limbaugh or listened to Rush Limbaugh off and on most of my life. And um, a long, long time ago, I remember him talking about, um, he talked about the world of law enforcement, of FBI, of politics and all these things. And he had always just assumed that everyone thought the way he did, that that one of the most important things in this country is to maintain this country and mm-hmm. that America is something better than the other ones and that all the stuff we do, especially government officials and law enforcement officers and federal law enforcement officers, that's how they all think. And he talks, he has talked about several times how disconcerting it was when he realized that's just not the case. There's not only people, but a lot of people, maybe even a whole class of people who don't feel that way and don't like America and are actually fighting to, uh, to, to harm it. And I mean, he specifically talked one about law enforcement, like FBI, CIA, and two, about the media and how how bad it is. I I remember every now and then, you know, something would come out. Like remember um the the kids in cages, the immigration thing with Trump. Oh, right. Yeah. He he didn't even know that those pictures were actually Barack's pictures. Yeah. But he right away pointed out that this is a created crisis that Mm -hmm. this isn't real and he 
It's, it's yeah. not just with that, but he did it over and over again. Every time the media would try to come up with something where really they created often just outright lied, and he was never fooled by it. That's a good point. He Because he understood, because he had already been red-pilled way earlier in his life, something like that's put in front of his face, and he already knows to distrust it. And say, wait a minute, that's that's you're you're trying to create a reality for me to consume. That's not what's what's actually real. And yeah. he's right. Again and I, again I, and again. Yeah, I think I think Rush was like the original red pill. I mean, he was like the the proto type. <laughs> the, the proto red prototype red piller or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean he was before red pilling was even a thing. He could always spot these things, and he would talk about it long before the truth actually came out. You know, mm-hmm. it would come up, and he didn't. He never waited to see what other people thought. He would just call it out, and then a End week later, right. we'd find out. Yeah, he's completely right, a hundred percent right. And that's one of the things that I always admired about him because nobody else in the media, no, no public figure was red-pilled the way he was, and he was thinking the way I already thought. And another weird part about this is he had a huge following. He had millions of fans. He had fans who would believe him when he said this stuff. But mm-hmm. they would they would call him or write him and be worried. And for some reason, they didn't see the truth until he pointed it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like... It's like, guys, don't you get it? He's able to see this truth because of a realization about how things are. Once yeah. you latch onto that realization, you can see it too. You don't need him to tell it to you. Right. And it's easy to see. Anytime the media starts talking about anything, I, I, I have never fallen for all of their crap. Yeah. I just never yeah. did. You know, it's kind of funny because I was, I was, the other day I was actually, um, I was listening, I, I was out of town and the TV was on at the hotel in the morning, uh, cause we were kind of watching for weather and they're going on and on and on about, uh, COVID cases in hospitals. Yeah. Now, I don't know exactly what is in hospitals and what, it, you know, what constitute COVID cases and, and, other parts of the hospitals and you know i don't know the lab but here's the thing that i do know and i it kind of resolved into sort of a a truism that 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 will not fail if you apply it and it's this if the media won't shut up about something you know it's a false narrative they're trying to sell you yeah likewise on the other hand if the media won't talk about something then there's something there that you ought to know about. As in, refuse to even address right. it. Yeah, that's what I mean by won't. If they, yeah, if they, yeah exactly. And I, that I doesn't mean necessarily that. mean that if they won't talk about it, it must be true. It's just that if they won't talk about it, you need to pay attention to it. It's because there's something there, there that they don't want you to hear. That yeah, that there's there. And here's the thing that uh, with you can believe and this is i think one of the red pill uh let's say planks 
of the red pill platform, if you want to think of a red mm-hmm. pill platform, it's not being a loony bin conspiracy theorist to believe that there really is a they when we're talking about yeah, this stuff. That is one part of it. Another part of it, and I think this is what separates being red-pilled to being paranoid. Mm-hmm. It The they is not always uh, a group of people who are in agreement on how to do something. I mean... There, there wasn't necessarily always a secret meeting where everybody agreed, this is what we're going to do. A lot oh, of times, right. it, it's an industry that was created and, and evolved around certain ideals. And the, you know, for example, and Rush pointed this out once. And again, it's one of those things I knew long before he pointed it out. He said, Barack Obama did not have to tell his uh, agents, hey, do this and this and this to try to get rid of Trump. No one had to tell these people to do that. Yeah. It didn't take a meeting. They knew that this is how they should do it. Everybody and was in agreement. They were in agreement. Not only that they knew this is how they should do it, but but because the kinds of people he put in place are the kinds of people who would just take it on themselves to do that anyway. Right. I mean, he, he put people with both the right personality, you know, the, the right sentiments, the right, um, the right worldview, as well as the fact that he put people that were at base level corrupt and would yeah. use their power to, you know, do inappropriate things. Right. Yeah, corruption seems to be at the core of this. And the it, funny thing is, it's not the kind of corruption where, well, it's not like they have a cause and, for example, communism, and they are fighting for that cause. It's really that it's easier for them to steal and lie under communism, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, right. It's not like some of these people probably are not hardcore communists. I don't think Joe Biden's a communist or even a socialist. I just think he knows how, what kind of government needs to exist in order for him to continue the usury and all the other shenanigans. Yeah. Well, and so that's what gets promoted today. Maybe this wasn't true 40, well, 70 years ago, 90 years ago, a hundred years ago, but today, Man, 120 years ago. Wow. But yeah. today, there are two kinds of communists slash socialists in the government. There are idiots like Bernie Sanders yeah, who are true believers. The true believers are idiots. They don't yeah. really understand anything and their heads are in, you know, I, I won't describe where they are. And then there are the people who are communists slash socialists because they know that Selling that to the people makes the people easier to control and makes it easier for them, the people in government, to stay in, wield, collect to themselves and make use of power. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, they don't have to talk to other politicians in order to figure this out. It's yeah. the, not, that whole world is like that. They don't have meetings. It's just that the job attracts that kind of person. Yeah. Same thing with um, the media. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. The the media, uh, starting in the early 60s, developed a certain way. And it's it kept ratcheting and swinging further and further to the left until we have what we see now. And even, you know, places that were supposed to be conservative, like Fox News, they're not conservative at all. They're yeah, just, that's, that's one of the things that, that you know, this the phenomenon that, that causes this. Um, you used a good word there, ratcheting, because people like to talk about a pendulum. Oh, yeah, well, you know, it's left now. It'll be right later. Yeah. The pendulum swings back, whatever. And, you know, in a, in a very small scale, these kinds of institutions may have a little bit of movement that looks... Oh, so the pendulum must be going back the other way or whatever. Well, you know, no, it's not going back the other way. It's just settling into the next niche, the next uh, yeah. uh, groove of the ratchet. But it's yeah, actually exactly. a ratchet, not a pendulum. Yeah. And, and so when you have a, quote, conservative in office or in power or whatever, all that's happening is that it's not swinging back. Or it's it's not swinging forward as fast as it used to. Yeah, it's usually just stops for a short while, if anything right. at all. But even so, I mean, think of a if, you know. But yeah, you're right. A, the, a real the ratchet, ratchet mechanism, you know, it clicks, 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 clips. At each click, you could go back a tiny bit. Well, it's just settling yeah. into the groove of the ratchet right. mechanism. Okay, well, if uh, if you want to call that a part of a pendulum. <laughs> Okay, but realize what's really going on here. It's it, it continues to move. It, and you know that that kind of I can see why then also people would let's say people somebody really understands that and then mm-hmm. they become red pilled and and they realize how far it's gone and and they say it's okay, okay, well, so it's like a ratchet you're 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 just winding it, but there's a limit to this. You can't go all the way you know, the, what is all the way? There, there, there's a point well, at which the tension with human nature, because that's one of the things about, you know, liberalism is is that it just completely fails to comprehend and address human nature as it is. So the yeah. tension with human nature is going to become so high that the whole mechanism is going to burst apart and, and, and then maybe you would get your societal breakdown or whatever. So I could see why... Maybe some red pillars would see that, okay, yeah, everything you say is true, but it's eventually going to happen anyway. Now, as as Catholics, we have some good reason to hope that it won't work out that way. And we'll talk about that at some point too. But but yeah, I I just wanted to point out that 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 word you used, ratcheting, that's that's exactly the right word. Yeah, and if you think about a a bolt that you're ratcheting, if you keep going in one direction, it either gets so tight that it breaks. <laughs> the head pops or it, off. <laughs> or it falls off, and then it pops off, yeah. and then it, it falls apart, you know? Or the thread strip. Or the thread strip, and then you can't do nothing with it. I hate it when that happens. <laughs> um, yeah, and, you know, I one of the... Here's, it's hard to figure out the difference between someone who's just been red-pilled and someone who has gone berserk 
with all the conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. And I, I think Catholics are in a unique position to uh, tell the difference. But there has to be at at some point they have to just trust in God. Yeah, I, I think it doesn't Catholics, work if you can't. Catholics are in a uh, a well suited position. Somebody, you know, Catholics who who take their faith seriously, um, I think they're well disposed to be able to be red pilled without falling apart and going full on, you know, QAnon. Yeah, yeah. And I I gotta wonder is it if you're a good Catholic, you have faith that the church is always going to be there. And it's always going to be able to guide us to heaven if we look for it. That's one of the things a Catholic would believe. Right. And I don't know if if that kind of translates into everything else. Well, it's like, well, you know, America's going downhill. But um, it's not so much that you think God has somehow is ready to preserve America. But you know that it's not going to turn into 1984. Mm-hmm. Right. Where where there is no church and no way to find the church. That is one of the promises is that we'll be able to see it. Yeah, the, the visibility of the church. I mean, it may be underground uh, like it was during the Age of Mars. You know, masses and catacombs and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, we may be headed for, you know, masses in, in underground caverns. Um, you know, okay, everybody meet at Buckner Cave for mass or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but you know... Uh, even during that time, two things uh, were true. Number one, if uh, if you wanted to become a, a Christian, you could do it. You mm-hmm. could find a way to get there. Number two, the people who were Christians were trying to spread the faith. Yes. The age of and martyrs so it, was also the age of the fastest and most explosive evangelization and mission yeah. activity. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, let's talk about some of the, uh, I don't know if we need to address them, but some of the, the red pill that went too far. For example, the flat earthers. I mean, if you, if you don't, if you suddenly stop believing in all the things you're being told, and then you start to question something like, well, is, is the earth even round? Um, I don't know where it is you would look to find definite answers on anything. That's one of those weird ones. You know, it, it, it's but, kind of funny because flat the, the existence of flat earthers has come kind of... I, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, well, okay, I know you're getting coffee. I'll wait till you get back. But what I want to know is how long ago... You became aware that there are real flat earthers alive today. Uh, uh, someone close to us suddenly became a flat earther, and I couldn't quite understand that. And that the, I had to look into it to find out, well, how do I even answer this? Was that the first time you became aware of it as a as a phenomenon? Yeah. I mean, I, I knew I had heard that there are flat earthers. And, okay, there was a time when I, I had to do some research for a website, and I had never really taken a whole lot of interest in the sky. Um, mm-hmm. 
and I think I think the it was like galaxies.com or something. Someone owned the website. I had to develop content for it. And so I started looking up all this information, mostly from Wikipedia, rewriting mm-hmm. it and putting right. it on the website. And I'm looking at these pictures, which look really cool, and then looking at the fact that a lot of them are, are – it's not like you could look up in the sky and see this stuff, even if you had a telescope. Yeah. And I started thinking, well, wait a minute. How do we know these galaxies – how do we know those are really galaxies? And how do we know – how do we know these other planets exist the way we're being told? All they look like is stars yeah, from here. Yeah, just dots. <laughs> for, like Saturn. You know, mm-hmm. how do we know Saturn has a ring around it? And uh, it was at that time, I the kids had a little toy telescope, and I thought, maybe I can find it. It took me three days mm-hmm. to find Saturn. Find Saturn? Wow. Uh, but you did. But I finally found it, and, and I saw the little rings. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Like, amazing. I was so excited. Oh, there really are rings. Yeah. And I started looking into more of that stuff. But it was around that time that I realized that there are people who didn't do what I did and didn't Uh, actually look into it. And they have, like, websites where they go and talk about it. Even though they don't look into it, they still go there and talk about it. Um, I was kind of... I didn't even want to go there because some of their, some of the headline arguments I would see were so stupid. Like embarrassingly stupid. Yeah, it was like I could never be associated with these people. I'm embarrassed on your behalf. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So, but this is all like post 2000 because you're talking about looking at Wikipedia and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Wikipedia, by the way, I just looked it up. Uh, kicked off in uh, 2001, so for you know a little oh, bit of trivia okay. for anybody. All right, so here, here's the thing. Back in 1990, I want to say eight, maybe. Okay, I I had just maybe gotten married. There wasn't there was an oh, internet, that but time. It's, yeah, there was an internet, yeah. but not Wikipedia. There were search engines. Uh, you remember uh, web crawler? But they were really like that. crappy. Yeah, yeah, there was some kind mm-hmm. of spider something or other. And but they were terrible. Here's the thing. So around that time, I was thinking about the the characterization of uh, people with um, old religious beliefs as believing in flat Earth and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I, I, I developed a hypothesis, just a speculative hypothesis. I said, you know what? I, I bet that historically, generally speaking, other than maybe, you know, like, like the very ignorant classes of people, but generally speaking, historically, I bet there never was a time when educated people, and I mean, you know, go back, you know, 5,000 years and I bet there yeah. was never a time when educated people actually believed the earth was flat. And so I set out to research that. Now, you know that we just said that the search engines were crappy and stuff. But here's the yeah. thing. When I went out to try to research that, I couldn't find evidence that ancient peoples believed the earth was flat. <laughs> but <laughs> what I discovered was that there were people alive people today who believe it's flat. <laughs> Yeah. 
So, okay, look, if you're, okay, let's say you're not, you're not, either you're not smart enough or you don't take the time to do what I did or what you did. Or maybe you don't, you don't want, you don't know how to do the math to prove that Mm -hmm. the earth is not flat. Right. But you've just, you've just started to realize that most of the stuff in the news is, is not what they say it is. Maybe you re- you maybe you're just now starting to get this whole COVID thing. That was it was all a big sham. Yeah, there's COVID. Yeah, people died from it, but the the stress that they put on us was fake. The, yeah, uh, the danger was fake. Put it that way. It was as much a panicdemic as it was a pandemic. And people had to. They again, they didn't necessarily have to have meetings, but I think most people knew their role. There were the people who were going to make a bunch of money. Yeah. And there were people who were going to um, help them make a bunch of money and get paid off in one way or another. You know, Amazon, don't even talk about the vaccines yet, just Amazon. Amazon uh, pretty much stole every small business in America. They just took all their business. By law. Yeah. It was like, oh, you can't go to the you store go to the anymore. Store. You have to go to Amazon. Governors shut it down. Can't go to the store. Or mayors shut it down. Can't go to the store. Yeah. Well, I guess I got to go to Amazon to buy stuff. Yeah. I don't I don't think it took a meeting to do that. But by now, anyone with just even a little bit of a half a brain should understand that how, how, how fake most of it was. Yeah. And but- if you get to that point... Then you start questioning some of the some of the basic things you've always thought or knew about, and so you get to things like the flat Earth. Okay, is it is it really round? Have I ever seen the curve? Have I done any experiments to see if there's a curve? I can go read about other people doing it, but I didn't do it, so how do I know? There has to be, I guess, there has to be some way to differentiate between crazy conspiracy and falling for the same old thing that people keep falling for, you know? Mm-hmm. There's got to be a way to break to take that red pill without going nuts. Yeah. Especially for people who have been swallowing the red pill their whole life. And I I don't know exactly what it is, but um I I think part of it lies in not necessarily questioning what seems obvious, but at least accepting that um, that it could be wrong. You know? Yeah, yeah. That I guess that's a good. Yeah, there, there. You don't necessarily drop your your trust in reality, but you can drop your trust in institutions. Yeah, yeah. That's the big one, and. Which will eventually lead us to the Catholic Church, but we'll get there in a minute. But, (laughs) um, for example, the, the schools, you know, most, a lot of people grow up thinking the, the schools are everything. The public school system, that's what teaches our kids and Mm -hmm. that's what helps them become adults. And you don't necessarily have to, uh, suddenly think that everything the schools are teaching is wrong. But at the same time, you can begin to question 
you can begin to question what they're teaching and why they're teaching it. Mm-hmm. And if you have evidence that uh, that schools are run by, say, communists, well, then you go where that evidence leads you. You don't you don't discount it, but you don't jump in head first. You know? Yeah. If you look, the evidence is there. You can find evidence of things. You just, I think, I guess the problem with red pill, with blue pillars is that they look at a situation, they say, no, people, something like this, people would never stand for that. That could never happen. There would be blood in the streets if something like that happened. And then they get to a point where it's like, oh, wait a minute. It did happen. And there's no blood in the streets, and nobody even seems to care. Um, but you got to that point because you looked at whatever evidence you were researching. You got to do the same thing on every single one of those other theories. Yeah, you can't you can't just jump into every every quack on the internet saying, "Well, you know, these vaccines turn you magnetic, or they turn you they <laughs> they change your DNA so that we're going to be transhuman." Which, well, I don't know about that one, but um, you have to do a little bit of evidence research and see what seems, see what seems the most obvious if you forget what you always thought before. Yeah. Well, you know, I, you know, the thing is, I think you'll, you'll get a long way towards being right about that, this stuff. If you take the the various, I don't know, whatever it is, the the, the claims, uh, the um, the institutions who are making the claims, and you look at, okay, are they trying to set up structures that keep people from being able to just go and live their lives and do it the way they want to do it, or are they trying to help people just live their lives and do it? the way they want to do it, even if the way they want to do it might be a little bit wrong. Um, and, and what you find, if you just do that, it won't be a hundred percent, but you'll get on to 90% correctness. Just looking at that. Okay. This claim is being made and it wants everybody to change their behavior. Uh, not because, you know, not by some kind of conversion, they want everybody to change by conformity to some kind of this regulation, that regulation. Yeah. Put the mask on. Like get the vaccine. Yeah. Fire everybody who doesn't have the vaccine. Um, and so on. And the same thing with the whole transgender bathroom things. The same thing right. with the whole, uh, you know, the whole uh, uh, gay movement thing. Yeah, we, we, we need to force people to accept this. Uh, we can't let people just do it the way they want to do it. If they don't want to accept it, we, you know, we can't have we them have having that option. Punish them somehow. Got to force yeah. people. When you're trying to force people to change through regulation, ninety percent, not a hundred percent. That's what the stories they're telling are the false narratives that you should discount. Yeah. And, you know, another part of this is not necessarily trying to find out the motive. Of those people, because oh, yeah. sometimes it just won't make sense. They're, they're they're because all the different people have different kinds of. It's like we said. There's you know there's just certain things about institutions that attract people of a certain mindset. But but even though the mindset is the same, the motives may be very different from one person to another. Right. Yeah. 
like the 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 whole push for the vaccine, which um, again would just we were early to point out that some of the things being said about the vaccine weren't true. Some of the things that were being said against the vaccine, right? At the we're same time, we were kind of like, well, it's but it's not something that uh, it's not something that seems to work, and it's for something that isn't all that dangerous. Yeah. Um, we, we pointed that out from the start, but as far as, you know, trying to force vaccinations on people, there is a group of people who are just making trillions of dollars on this. Mm -hmm. And most of them are in our bureaucrats who are trying to force everyone else to accept their medicine. But there are also mayors who might have a completely different uh, motive. He's not necessarily going to make any money on the vaccine. He might just want a uh, a political backing from someone. Or he might know that a city's uh, easier to push into something if they're scared. Mm-hmm. Or... And and the Karen down the street who's reporting everyone who walks out without a mask, she's not making any money on it. She's got a completely different motive. And all these people with all these different motives are all after the same thing. Force people to have vaccines. But there's no use trying to figure out why they're doing it. Right. There's there's not a there's not a single why. And there's you know, like you said, they don't all gather in a meeting. Once yeah. a month and discuss how they're going to do things or anything like that. Yeah. And a lot of people are just easily fooled. And so they swallow pills wholeheartedly and mm-hmm. never take the uh, red pill. Yeah. So I mean, to, to go back to the they're mayor. They're just going to be like that. The mayor actually might just really believe that it's the best thing. He's he's drunk the Kool-Aid. And the uh, – but you know what? He's a politician. And yeah. the kind of people who become politicians tend to be the kind of people who want to control what groups of people do. Okay. Not, yeah. not to an absolute person, but they tend to be. And so when you got a mayor who thinks, well, this is the best thing for people to do, therefore, I ought to make everybody do it. That, right. Yeah, and it's not that's his necessarily like he's thinking in the terms of, uh, I'm going to be evil and yeah. force people to it's do my will. Nefarious. It's nefarious. This is best for you people, and you people aren't as smart as I am, and I know what's best for you, so I'm going to force you to do this. Yeah. Uh, as if he's talking to one of his own kids, telling them not to eat cookies before supper, you know? In fact, that tendency uh, in the human race, um, the, the tendency that, that those who, who are, you know, would want to do that, are also the people who go into politics. That's why America has a limited government under a constitutional system. Right. The the Constitution um, shackles the government. Right. It's yeah. We wanted to yeah. Um. So, you know, one of the questions I I ask this almost every week: Why are the people who are still eating the blue pill not necessarily? People who are in power, but people just on the ground, your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Why are they so are they convinced that that this COVID thing is is something they need to worry about, or you know things like that? Um, 
And I, that's one of the hardest things for me to answer. I, I think that some of these red pills force you to act a certain way. Mm-hmm. But I don't even, I don't think that's it either. I, sometimes I wonder if a person would be red pilled, but if they were red pilled, then they would have to admit that what they're doing, like walking around in a mask, is retarded. It's stupid, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, well, all these, well, you know, the gay flag, you know, I, okay, that was, even if, even if you're willing to admit, uh, okay, not that many people are gay and they're not oppressed and it's a bad thing anyway, but, uh, then they would have to admit that they're acting stupid. Mm-hmm. That they're, that they're embracing something that they shouldn't be embracing and they've been doing that for the past year. Well, you know, there's, there's another, um, aspect to this and this actually goes back to the, foundational um kind of definition of the red pill blue pill what was the blue pill promise now <clears throat> to understand this um let's see what i it was in the 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 first matrix movie you've got the one guy who was i don't know if you remember this he was the traitor yeah yeah he wanted to go back he's eating a steak dinner he's like i know that this is all just you know electrical impulses being jacked into my brain but i love it you know this is this is what yeah. i want to live okay so that that's like like uh what would you call willful blue pill but yeah even without being willful about it what is the blue pill it's it's a slumber a sort of blissful ignorance it's a you know okay just just kind of Keep me without having to face difficulty as much as possible. Yeah. As long as I can believe that, for example, uh, the guy that I watch on the news is on my side. As long as I can just believe that when the FBI uh, says that they've taken down a conspiracy, they're not the ones who caused the conspiracy. As, as long as I can believe that... Uh, the Patriot Act is really preventing me from from losing my life in another 9-11 incident and, and so on and so forth. I'll just go along with everything and right. I'll just live my life blissfully uh, believing that all the things, all the mechanisms, all the institutions in the world around me are doing exactly what I think that they ought to be doing. There's, It's a... Um, you know, I think to, I think not to some, I think to a lot of people, a huge number of people, the, um, process of being red pilled is like waking up at 3.30 in the morning and getting up for the day at that time. How hard is that? Yeah, it's difficult. When, when you don't need to be at work until eight, How, who would do that? It, you know, it's like, you know, even if you planned, for some reason, yeah, just as a matter of discipline, I'm going to get up at 3.30 this morning. And then it's like, I don't have to be at work till 8. That's, you know, that's four and a half hours. And, and boy, I, I could use another three hours of sleep and still be in yeah. plenty of time. It, it, it's that. That's the, the mechanism. And so it's just so much easier 
to just close your eyes, drift back to sleep, and re-enter whatever dream got interrupted by your alarm yeah. clock. Yeah. And you, you know, this, uh, uh, going back to the, the, the gay pride thing, the, the fact that we need to accept these people, mm-hmm. uh, it's, I think we've pointed out several times that when you can accept this kind of deviation, this kind of perversion, mm-hmm. uh, if it's okay to do that, there's a lot of lesser things that are okay also. You oh, know? right. The, the pornography that I look at every day mm-hmm. or the, the affair I had on my wife, things like that. Well, they're not as bad because even having intercourse with another man, that's okay. So all these other things really are, they must be okay yeah. too. That's, that's the, it's kind of like that, that's the standard that says, oh, sex isn't for what you've been told it's for. It's not for the purpose of having and raising babies in a family. Yeah. It's for your own personal pleasure. Well, then who's who's your wife to tell you not to go have pleasure? Yeah. And it's not a hard pill to swallow. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I, you know. But you know? How many people would I love to swallow do, that Oh, pill? okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a good point. That, um, so, and, and that's probably true of a few. We could probably think of some other things that are that way. It's like, okay, the, the, um, the thing that's being forced down your throat to say, hey, you need to accept this. If you do really accept it and say, yeah, this is good. This is okay. This is, you know, the way it should be. Then a whole host of lesser things become acceptable under that umbrella, under right. that, under that, uh, rotation in, um, in, in worldview. Yeah. And this is the point at which Catholics ought to be uniquely able to refuse the blue pill mm-hmm. because um, we know that yeah okay maybe the world is accepting these people or at least this behavior and so that would make all these other behaviors seem okay but uh, we can't fool God and God has already spoken on this and he's not going to change his mind just because we're more tempted so, as a Catholic, I have to kind of fall back on that. I can't swallow this blue pill because my religion says no. Yeah. And it, Catholics ought to be able to see this. Um, and that's just for behavior things, but for things like, uh, the masks, um, the vaccines, you know, okay, one of the news stories today, um, is this lady in, let me find out where this was. I don't, Texas. Lady in Texas. Her son has COVID. He tested positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. She wanted to go to another testing site and have him tested again. So she, she put to him confirm. in a trunk. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I heard about that. Yeah. She put him in a trunk to drive to the next testing station. Um, as a Catholic, you should never be fearing a disease that, that much yeah, exactly. that would allow you to treat a person this way. Exactly. That's but not how we treat thing. people. Everybody's getting all over her about this. But you know what? If we accept the rightness of the lockdowns and all the other crap 
that's being you know yeah. the, the forced uh uh Self quarantine, the, you know, the stuff they're they're experimenting with in in Australia. Right. If we accept the rightness of these things, then that mother's actions make sense and are even appropriate under this yeah, under this worldview that seems to be reigning in the whole uh, COVID panic, uh, yeah. you, you know, scenario right now. Right. It's, it's like, hey, all of you people that are condemning this woman, your very views about these things justify her. It's we who are rejecting this this whole panic thing. We who are rejecting the vaccine. We who are rejecting the masks. We are the ones that have the right to condemn this woman. Yeah. Um, if you look at COVID, the very worst thing it can do uh, is kill you. Yeah. That's the very most it can do. And if you're prepared. Obviously, we want to avoid death. But mm-hmm. um, if you're a faithful Catholic, it shouldn't be that scary. Yeah. You know, we go to we go to war. We got cops out on the street who who fight bad people. And, and they get shot and we, die. Yeah. And they go to work every day knowing that. And it's – there's no reason to allow – the fact that you might die to keep you from doing things that are right or even things that are normal and things that you enjoy. Yeah. Like going I mean, to a party. For heaven's you know. sakes. We, we, kids get run over by cars that are backing up because they don't see them. It happens. Death yeah. happens. Death. Everybody's going to die eventually. Death is a part of life. The worst thing COVID can do is cause you to die. And if you're a Catholic... And a faithful Catholic, well, that shouldn't scare you too that's, much. That's that's you know, that's when you're on your way to heaven. Uh, yeah, okay, you might have to go through some purgatory. Um, yeah, but that's, at least make it uh, a, a reason to get in line with God. You know, yeah. If if you're going to be that scared of it, at least make it uh, make it part of the inspiration to. Uh, do good and even to face down this scary thing called corona mm-hmm. uh, to earn merit but it it's it's weird how few catholics see it that way right it, mean, it's almost scary how few catholics see it that way people die in car crashes that they didn't cause but we don't stop yeah. driving people die in plane cat crashes not often but it happens we don't stop flying and we don't make everyone else stop we, flying. Yeah, we don't ask everyone else to stop flying. Uh, people drown, and we don't stop allowing our kids to go to the public swimming pool. Yeah, it's a... Live life. There's... If you get the disease, stay away from people who would be vulnerable, uh, you know, to to its worst effect. You know, stay away from old people. Yeah. But go live life. That's, you know... That the Catholics should be insisting on this, and and they should be furious with any priests and bishops who are making the sacraments less available because of COVID. The more COVID threatens your life, the more the church should be making the sacraments available to you as a result of that. Which brings us to the ultimate red pill. And yeah. 
I guess I was a little red pilled by this. Um, I just assumed that most bishops, certainly not all, but most of them, uh, cared about their mission in the church as part of the church as, as shepherds. And by mission, I we just, mean saving souls. Yeah. That's really their only mission, ultimately. Yeah. That's where it all ends up. And I just, it never occurred to me that more than half bishops don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. Or they think maybe they're here for some kind of social uh, duties or... They're administrators to, of the the material work of the church or something. Yeah. They don't see themselves and, and, as shepherds of souls. And you know, this is where it's tempting to do what we talked about not doing mm-hmm. and to assign motives. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't, I don't know why these say child molesters were able to continue doing what they were doing. I don't know. I, but it did happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know it happened and we can't deny that anymore. Um, and I don't know why Pope Francis is against the TLM, but I know he is and I know it's wrong. I know what he's doing is wrong. Yeah. I don't, I, if I want to say he's evil or we've talked about it several times, are these, a lot of these people are either evil or stupid. Mm -hmm. And I guess maybe even that's going a little too far and trying to assign something, but it's just trying to find a way to be all right with the fact that another person would do the things they're doing. But, um, other than that, I, I don't know what they're getting out of it. Right. Yeah. You know, these bishops like, are losing money. I don't know the reason, but what they're doing is wrong. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. That's and that's as Catholics, we we ought to be able to to say that to say, yeah, I, I'm not going to judge their hearts and understand their motives. God doesn't give me that vision to be able to do that. But I can see what they're yeah. doing, and what they're doing is wrong. And if you can say that, um, what you Again, you apply the same principles um, in that, okay, you have to take, you can't just discount everything. Not every bishop is bad, mm-hmm. number one. Number two, um, you have to have something to start on. You have to have some kind of belief that is absolute, that that doesn't get questioned in your mind. Or if it is questioned, until you get serious uh, evidence to the uh, contrary, you maintain your belief in. For example, Jesus Christ died and he rose from the dead and he allowed us to get to heaven. That's If I hold on to that, then a lot of the other things are easier to deal with, mm-hmm. like the uh, pedophile priests or the uh, evil bishops or the uh, pope who is just out to get a holy way of worshiping. Um, if I can, if I can keep in mind the death and resurrection of Christ and know that he, he didn't do it for nothing. He's not going to do it just so he can hide from the world. He promised us he would be with us. So I can, I can be fine with the Pope doing this, knowing that, uh, I can still rely on God's church. It doesn't matter how bad the Pope is. 
the church is still the church, right. and the church is headed by Jesus Christ, right? Not by Pope Francis. And you get to heaven by being a member of the church, Re- if you regardless can get, of how bad the yeah. men who are at that particular time in history who who are ruling it. Because if you allow yourself to get into the 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 weird spiral that well okay that bishop or even the priest the parish priest who i used to talk to turns out he's a really bad guy uh how many other good things did i depend on and are now i know that are bad or Mm -hmm. now i have to question yeah yeah um end up having to question everything yeah you know the thing is this too and this is this is the other thing that um, Catholics have the advantage of being able to believe in a certain way. Uh, you know, it the way you brought up the way like different people can can all be acting in the same way, but with different motives depending on their station of life and and their backgrounds and that kind of stuff. And yet they all end up acting the same way, and it's tempting to ascribe like a group motive to them even though right. the, there may not really be one. Ultimately, what it comes down to is original sin and the reality of human s- selfishness. But there's yeah. also a, a, another reality in the world as understood by Catholics. And, and this should be kind of a perpetual red pill for us. And it's the reality of Satan, the reality of the devil. The devil is not... An abstraction. It's not a sort of uh, fairy tale term, uh, a mythical um, explanation for human selfishness or or uh, whatever. The devil is a person um, who acts in the world. Yeah, that's a good point. And there are some things that look conspiratorial without needing to have similar motives or similar meet or or like monthly meetings or or anything because the devil wants to destroy the church the devil wants to pull people away from the church and destroy souls and the devil will take this person's motive and that person's other motive and that third person's third motive and direct them towards a common end which is the suppression or destruction of the church and of individual Christian souls. So when you think of it that way, it's it's like, okay, there really is a conspiracy, but it's not yeah. a human conspiracy. And, and as Catholics, we ought to have the, like I said, the luxury of understanding this and believing this and that's how we can see that oh okay yes all of these things are wrong and a lot of these things that we may have believed institutionally were on our side they're not really but that doesn't mean the whole fabric of reality is untrue now that doesn't mean we we go full QAnon flat earth or whatever right or anti-christian mm-hmm. because so many christians right. have disappointed you right um Aside from holding on to some basic truths that you refuse to let go of, um, you do have to understand the difference between what the church teaches or what the church demands and what this idiot bishop who won't allow 
the TLM on Christmas Day demands. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This guy does one thing. It's bad. Well, but he's, but he's not the church. Right. He's just right. some guy in the church. And he has authority. You can't lose faith in the church. Whatever, and so on and so forth. It's like kind of like Jesus said during, you know, he said, do what the Pharisees tell you because they are the interpreters of the law, but don't follow their example. Well, we're, yeah. we're in that position with bishops. And sometimes it's very difficult yeah, because the, difficult. the bishops are telling us, uh, no, don't attend the better mass. Attend this this goofy this, one where we, yeah. you know, dance and, and receive communion on the hands and whatnot. But um, the bishop can't tell you not to be good. Right. That's the one thing you don't have to worry about. So... If you got a really bad bishop, okay, you've got a really bad bishop. It'll probably change at some point. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't change, you still don't have to do the bad things he's saying. There are some things you have to do, yeah, but you don't have to do the bad things. And you know, if if Pope Francis eliminates the traditional Latin Mass in exchange for this this weird that's not united at all, this weird thing where. Everybody in the country is doing their own thing, except for traditional Latin masses. Um, it might be something we have to suffer through, but that doesn't discount the church. It just it just shows us how much is against the church. Yeah, and it shows us how good the TLM is that they will do anything to eliminate it. Mm-hmm. Um, that should be more encouragement to continue as a Catholic because the Catholic Church is what gave us the TLM. Uh, I guess I guess now you get into things like, you know, this SSPX and, and these little cults who have broken off who said, well, we're still Catholic and no one else is. Um, but, you know, the Christ promised us a visible church and SSPX isn't, most people don't even know who SSPX is. So that's not... You can't call that visible. Yeah, that doesn't quite <laughs> that doesn't quite meet it. And you know, just remember that the church is the source of holiness for us and for our priests and bishops. We and our priests and bishops are not the sources of holiness for the church. The source of holiness for the church is Christ, yeah. and the source of holiness for us and our priests and bishops is the church. So the more we cling to the church as the body of Christ and accept his offer of holiness, the more holy we are. Well, the same thing goes for priests and bishops. They are yeah. legitimate priests and bishops even when they don't accept and cling to that holiness that Christ offers through the church. But the fact that they refuse to be holy doesn't mean that the church is therefore unholy. Yeah. Because they aren't the source of the church's holiness to begin with. Yeah, that's an important distinction. Um, and so it's, you know, it's almost impossible not to be red-pilled uh, on on the on people like Pope Francis. Um, although there are some people who are still swallowing the Pope Francis blue pill. And I, I don't get it, but okay. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's kind of weird. I don't... It's like how how can you look at Pope Francis and and uh, and not see okay this this guy is a, a force for division in the church. 
Yeah. Um, but that's, I get, you know, but, but the thing is, there are less and less of those people. Mm-hmm. It's not like we have a majority right now. We don't. But yeah. it seems like every year there's more people. Yeah. The same way 10 years ago, most people didn't know that a Latin mass still existed. And now uh, it's still a very tiny percentage. But everybody knows everybody it exists. Everybody knows still. about it these days. Yeah. And it grows every year. Mm-hmm. No matter how much they try to suppress it, it continues to grow. So we know that this is God's church, and we know that it's growing, and I think we could have faith in that. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have too much more to say. No, I think I've said everything I want to say. Okay. Well, let's talk about news. All right. Um, let's see. I got a 6.1 magnitude earthquake in Nicaragua. Uh, 6.6 earthquake in, is it Bonten? In Java and neighboring islands. I think this is, uh, no, I don't know where that one is. But, uh, there's also an undersea volcano in, in Tonga, close to Tonga. There's an undersea volcano that's erupted. Oh, is it, is it threatening people? And, not the the government has warned about tsunamis but they're not being reported yet okay and there was another one where is it uh the tallest mountain in the galapagos islands has also erupted wow <clears throat> so there's all kinds of earthquakes in the last and, week or so uh yeah this is all within one week let's see so there's two Volcanoes and two earthquakes. Two earthquakes and two volcanoes. Huh. Yeah. And the French are crazy. Uh, they voted uh, 214 to 93. First to approve the bill that it transforms the COVID-19 health pass into a, uh, a vaccine pass. Oh, my. So... Uh, Everyone over the age of thirteen of twelve has to have some kind of vaccine pass in order to enjoy any kind of public works. Uh, then they went on to approve a bill um, that would bar any unvaccinated people from from most things, any kind of public place. Man, so. Um, but you know what? There's something weird about this. I mean, the fact that the. I, you know, because, I mean, regular vaccines, okay, you, if you're a, uh, if you get a job as a healthcare worker, you know, they want to see your vaccine record. Kids in school, yeah. they want to see your vaccine record. But people aren't goofy about it with, like, passports and crap like that. There right. is just something off about this. Yeah. This, this is, there's something evil here at work. Yeah. And and there's a hundred different motives. Yeah, that's right. Because this, this is a this is a <laughs> diabolic. This is a conspiracy of of the of the devil at a, on a invisible level. This isn't right. this isn't some you know monthly cabal meeting or anything like that. Yeah, you don't have to look for someone to hold meetings. This is they've been preparing for this. Although some people have had meetings about this kind of stuff. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but not. 
not all these French senators. You know, they've got their own reasons for doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. So, Philippine president signed into a law a bill outlawing child marriage. Okay. With violators facing up to 12 months in prison. So, if... And what they're basically talking about is um, mostly Muslims and some of the indigenous people um, mm-hmm. marrying men to little girls. Right. And But the weird thing is... There, the law won't go into effect for one year while they, while they allow Muslim and indigenous communities to prepare for the law. <laughs> what does that mean? Just stop marrying little girls. And that's sick. Yeah. <laughs> that's weird. I mean, and I, I guess, I mean, instead of giving them some time to prepare, they should have done something like, okay, but if, if you got a, 20-year-old man and a 17-year-old girl, you know, it's going to have different effect than a uh, 18-year-old man and a 10-year-old girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why why didn't they just make why didn't they just kind of differentiate between in, in the the portion of the crime, the So is it like just instead of just all marriages like for girls under what, 18 or something like that? I didn't find out exactly what the law says, but it's 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 kind of a they don't differentiate between the severity of, huh, of crime. That's weird. Because like even like it's, like in in the United States, a lot of states that used to be that that well if, if you were at whatever age eighteen, a girl could yeah, get married under eighteen. Yeah, but if she was say sixteen or fifteen. She needed her father's permission first, or something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> and then for things like statutory rape, uh, there were even there was even some wiggle room there, where it's like, okay, an eighteen-year-old and a seventeen-year-old—that's not really rape or statutory oh, right. rape. Yeah. And it was like, so what we'll do is things like there has to be a four-year or more difference between the man and a woman before we'll call this statutory rape. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I might be wrong here. It doesn't look like they really uh, did that. Just uh, all all size, uh, uh, one size fits all kind of a kind of a law. Huh? Yeah, yeah. It uh, could be. It see. could be that there's a real problem that they need to clamp down to prevent. But if that's the case, I think there is. Why are why they give get, them why the are year? They letting it go on for a whole year? Then that, that's, yeah, that's why what's weird say, to me. I mean, so. Do you have a year to divorce your wife that you married last week, or you know what I mean? It's it's kind of bizarre. All right, so um, seventeen people are killed and forty four others injured as a fire spreads through a nineteen story apartment building in New York City. Um, you know, we see a lot of uh, disaster stories about like. Earthquakes, bombs. We don't see too many fire stories about it happening in one building. You know, I mean, at one time, this was a common thing. A fire would go and then an entire building would suddenly be up in flames. You know, in in Chicago, it like burned half the city down at one time because of the way the buildings were made. 
But this happened in the Bronx, uh, in New York, and it was a 19-story apartment building that that was apparently up in flames. So, uh, you know, it's just kind of odd. That's why I brought it up. Uh, U.S. Mint announces that they have started shipping the first coins of American Women's Quarters program. So, we're going to... We're issuing coins celebrating American women. Um, someone named Maya Angelou will be the first African-American woman to be featured on a U.S. quarter. I think these are, these are weird little ways to say this is the first for this to happen that really isn't all that big a deal. Like, yeah. Remember when they, you know, they're bringing back NASA and we're going to go to the moon so that we'll have the first woman who lands on the moon. Yeah. And it's like, but that's really not that big a they're deal. They're kind of like so, fake firsts because, because yeah. they're planned, for example. Yeah. But like, we've got the first African American female vice president now. And it's like, so what? Yeah. <laughs> we've had a black president. It's not. That's true. It's like just coming up with first and I don't know. Oh, well, they like making, you know, quarters and <laughs> coming out with different special quarters, whatever. So why, um, why I mean, why that, that Maya Angelou, she was the one who did like the poem for the, uh, like for, I think. Clinton's, I don't even know who she is. She's a poet. I've never heard of her. A black poet, black woman poet. And, and she writes, I mean, I, I think her poetry <laughs> is pr- pretty dumb myself but i mean she did like the the poem for the not for like bill clinton's inauguration and oh did she stuff like that it's like but why not put harriet tubman or somebody like that if if you want to get a black woman on a quarter yeah yeah there's a lot of black women even uh what's her name rosa parks yeah rosa parks for example why not her why not her (laughs) heaven's sakes i don't know they because I don't know why. <laughs> is Maya Angelou still alive? Yeah, I think she is. Maybe that's it. Maybe they wanted somebody Maybe still alive. Maybe that's what it something. is. Yeah. Uh, so that she can go out and give talks and say, and people can pay <laughs> more money to have her come and read poetry at your whatever. Yeah, your high school Maybe she graduation. sells more books that way. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Russia and the U.S. begin a series of talks in Geneva uh, to kind of diffuse tensions between us, Russia, and Ukraine, um, which doesn't seem to be uh, dissipating. Uh, talks between NATO and Russia over Ukraine hit a breaking point as Poland talks about going to war. Oh, wow. Uh, Vladimir Putin... On Ukraine's behalf? I mean, not on, yeah, on Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, wow. Yeah. Uh, Putin is warning that... Russia will cut all ties with the U.S. if we place any sanctions upon him, which seems like a. I, I don't understand why cut that's a threat. Why? Yeah. Why don't? Uh, why doesn't Biden just say, "Well, so what? Yeah. Okay, cut all ties. <laughs> Go ahead. You're the ones who suffer from that, not us." Yeah. Um, and I. It seems like maybe it kind of work. Uh, worked because. The U.S. Senate rejects a bill that would sanction the Nord Stream pipeline. Uh, I guess that's the pipeline between Russia and Germany. Oh, that's going. Th- yeah. Okay. 
you know what, maybe I better Nord Stream Pipeline is uh, Russia to Europe across the Baltic Sea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, so uh, the, I, it sounds like the Senate's unwilling to stand up to Russia. Um, meanwhile, up to 70 Ukrainian government websites are attacked uh, by by hackers. Um, I don't know. It's just... It, one of those things we kind of keep a pulse on, but um. well, you know, that's that's actually I. Um, I for everybody who doesn't know this, my job is writing software for medical devices. I work in the medical device industry, and I write software under um, under controlled design processes, and so on and so forth. Um, and one of the things that's cropping up now in medical devices um, as like a risk analysis is cybersecurity. Wow. Yeah. And wow. so there was, yeah. a, and, and I didn't read about this specifically. I was talking about the guy at my company who is um, the um, the one who is kind of like the, the, the main guy for the cybersecurity risk analysis um, stuff and he said there was one of these what, what do you call cyber napping that cyber ransom cyberware kind of thing uh, ransomware yeah. things that infected these um, baby incubators wow and a baby actually died because the incubators couldn't operate because of this ransomware. And so wow. this is the first actual human death as a result of cyber ransomware. It's a real thing and it's going to become more serious. Yeah. As time goes on. I didn't on. even think about that. Yeah. Well, geez. and I think, you know, it deserves a little bit more than Biden's wimpy please don't right. attack these 16 sectors. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 you can't make me believe that the FBI doesn't have a way to track these people. Not so much that the FBI knows who they are and where they are, but they're. Worse, it's just yeah, that they're, they're so incompetent that they're not doing what they need to do to track them. Instead, they are. They're doing things like creating conspiracies and then busting the conspiracy and taking credit for stopping an attack you know yeah. it's that kind of crap that while meanwhile there are cyber attacks that end up killing human people i didn't even know about that that's amazing yeah speaking of that let's see in baltimore maryland uh we for, uh, did the first successful transplant of an entire pig heart into a human oh wow so uh you know the the whole you know, taking people's hearts while they're still alive and letting that scare people into not, uh, you know, into letting that be a deterrent into investigating the world of, of uh, organ transplant mm -hmm. could could look at this and say, okay, as we get better at this. That's the kind of thing that'll happen. We don't need not growing people yeah. in order to take their hearts. It's growing pigs, which is easy. Perfectly okay. Yeah, it's so kind of funny. Really that, neat that it would be a pig awesome. heart rather than than someone because 
what's um you know because like I, I don't know if you've if you've watched um well we've been using pig uh, valves for a while now haven't we i didn't i didn't know that either but like if if there are certain shows like like csi shows and that kind of stuff and yeah. it's like when they want to do like um ballistics experiments or uh injury yeah. experiments with with various kinds of objects and stuff they will often use pigs because things like the muscle density, the muscle to flesh ratio, the bone density, and that that kind of stuff is very similar between pigs and humans. Yeah, and it's yeah, a, they <laughs> do that on MythBusters a lot too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. If they wanted to test something out, the you know, would this would this they injure a, a person? Well, let's get a pig and see what it does. Yeah. So uh, now we're growing hearts in. Pigs. All right, well, and you know, I, I mean, that stuff's going to get better and, yeah. and more sophisticated, and it's only good for good people. Good stuff. Uh, the Nigerian government lifts its ban on Twitter. Remember, it was like last year they they put a complete ban on Twitter because Twitter, I can't even remember what the crime was that they probably had something I think to the do Twitter, with suppressing one of the politicians or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. So Twitter has agreed to, play, to pay an applicable tax and also establishes a legal entity inside the country. Huh. Interesting. So I don't I I don't know you know it I wish I I kind of feel like Twitter won this. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> I just I feel like more should have happened, you know? But oh well. Um so I there's a story. The Union Pacific urges the uh, um, the DA to, and this is in Los Angeles. So in California, they're urging the DA to reconsider a directive dismissing misdemeanors on people who have been robbing the trains. Okay. So. Oh, so people rob the trains. They've been. They get charged with misdemeanors. This California jurisdiction wants to dismiss these misdemeanors, and Union Pacific yeah. is saying, "Wait a minute! Don't let them get away with this stuff." Yeah, it's it's weird because um, when you look at our history, the fact that you know we started these train tracks going all the way across the country, and then train robbery became a thing because it was like, "Hey, they're transporting goods on these." Yeah. And, and out in the middle of nowhere, between cities and stuff. Yeah, and eventually, the the railroads got smart and said, "Let's hire our own security teams and that, to deal with where, this like, kind Pinkerton of stuff." Pinkerton got started and stuff. Yeah, so it would seem like maybe some of these trains could hire their own guards to. Uh, of course, maybe I think maybe they are, and. They're catching people and they're not being charged. Oh, that could be. So I, I get you know they show this train yard in the picture. They show this, and I'll, I'll have a link to it. I think they show this train yard that's just littered with garbage, and apparently what it mostly is is boxes from places like Amazon and UPS being opened, discovering that they're either useless or not wanted, and then thrown out the door. Holy cow! So, <laughs> so that Amazon package—that's the kind that, of that robbery that's going up, on. And they eventually right. agreed to send you again. 
this could be what happened. Yeah. And apparently it's a big spot in L.A. where it happens a lot. Wow. And they've caught people. And some of the misdemeanors are not, don't have anything to do with robbery. But things like uh, brandishing a weapon, um, let's see, attempt at prostitution, (laughs) you know, things like this. And it's like, okay, there's this whole crime uh, industry here that seems to be growing up around robbing trains. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Newsom and his team of uh, idiots don't want to address it the same way they haven't addressed anything else in California that needs to be addressed. Although, you know, see, because the trains are sitting in the yard when this happens, right? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that, if, if that falls more under burglary than robbery. Right. So I'm saying train robbery as a, I'm just using it. Okay. You don't know that. I'm not, it's not actually train robbery. Okay. Okay. It is burglary that's happening here, but this is among other things that are happening. Yeah, yeah. Like sometimes there is uh, robberies, like when they're caught, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Right. So, right. but yeah, if, I mean, if then, the train you know, yards are, you you could see that though. If the train yards are abandoned enough that you can get away with like opening a box car and and start. Going through, just going through and it. stuff like that. Yeah. Well, okay. That that makes it a good place to. I can see do that happening. Drug deals that maybe makes it a good place to pimp some prostitutes, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in let's see, where was this? Uh, in Virginia, there is a judge who is he's withholding sexual assault investigation reports and not allowing them to become public out of protection for the uh, victims. Okay. But as you dig into this, this is the, not the victim, but the perp is a boy under the age of 18. And this is his second conviction. And I'm not sure. Hmm. But it's starting to look like the reason, the real reason they're not um, they're not allowing these investigations to be released is because I it looks like it's happening in a case where a boy says he has to use the girls bathroom and then he goes in the girls bathroom and then he assaults someone so the real reason they're withholding it is because this judge doesn't want people to realize that the the whole trans fluid gender thing is is a is a big yeah, crock. is a way is a is a good it's a good way to put kids in yeah. danger especially little girls okay that's especially in a school apparently this happened in a school oh, if wow. i'm reading this right uh, yeah so well you know, you know. one of those okay like like we said before you can't see the heart and what's going on in the heart of the judge but you you can see you his can actions tell that he's doing something wrong yeah uh, and then we already talked about the Texas bomb who put her kid in a trunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, crazy. Uh, Chicago students organize a walkout. So they're, they're on strike. Chicago students are on strike. Uh, what they're demanding is two more weeks of remote classes. So a school shutdown. Uh, they're, 
They're arguing something about reloading EBT cards. I guess <laughs> since they weren't in school, and it's the government's job to feed these kids when they're in school. Since they're not in school, they're going hungry, and they want food cards. And also, I guess some of these students got stipends, actually got money to not go to school. Huh. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at these photos and reading the signs of these students who are all dressed up in their masks and, and you know, they're, they're got signs that say something like, you know, no more students lost to COVID and, and things like that. And I'm like, these, are these kids really that dumb? What are you teaching them out in Chicago for heaven's sake? You sakes? know what, Chicago, that's, that's where, uh, that's where Obama grew up, wasn't it? Isn't that where yeah, he went it to is. school? <laughs> Yeah. Okay, well. That's where we got him. Say no more. <laughs> I mean, uh, just, you know, these kids are not at risk. <laughs> they never were. <laughs> so stupid. You know what? It's funny, that, though, because, um, you know, my son is, is getting ready to get married. His fiance is from Illinois, but very southern Illinois. And so... And Illinois has been one of the the more um, the more anti smile states, and by that I mean they you know want everybody to wear masks everywhere and that kind of stuff. And so we were kind of, we were going to go out and and travel there for a couple of days, meet her parents, that kind of stuff. But we're kind of worried. It's like you know, should, should we meet out there to you know because masks and all, we don't want to get into all that kind of stuff. And, she said, well, you know, you people down here, they don't really pay that much attention to it. And they were right. We, we didn't wear masks yeah. anywhere the whole time we were there, even though statewide, in theory, the mandate's there and everybody should have been wearing these masks and stuff. Right. And nobody was. And so it's like most of Illinois, as, as a state, as a geography, most of Illinois are just like real down-to-earth people. But for some yeah. reason in Chicago, where the whole population center of the state is, and, and therefore they get to control the policies for the whole state, they're a bunch of idiots, apparently. Yeah, they're all insane. Well, that's, yeah, the, that's where that one mayor, that stupid woman mayor was, isn't it? What, what was yeah, her name? Yeah, uh, Lightfoot or Gordon. I, I don't not, even know. Not Gordon Lightfoot. That, mayor, <laughs> Gordon mayor Lightfoot. Lightfoot. Light something, yeah. Gordon Lightfoot. Gordon Lightfoot's a singer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I um I don't remember her name, but yeah, she's a yeah. nasty person and she she actually went to a, a funeral mass and under Supich received holy communion. Oh, yeah. Even though she's not Catholic and she's gay mm-hmm. and it's disgusting. Yeah. And Supich, Speaking of Supich, I, you know, Chicago. I guess it's Why do they call him Supich? That's not I can't say that. Well, that's what is that's how you're supposed to pronounce that name. I don't. It's not American. It's Cupich. It's what? Oh, it's Cupich. I know, but everybody says Supich. Why? That's dumb. Why would you make that a soft C for people who haven't seen it spelled? It's C U P I C H. Yeah. Which every time his name comes up, I hesitate to because I'm like I can't. It shouldn't be Supich. I can't no, say but, it. Know, it's not supposed to be. But that. you know how people like it's. You know, like, for example, if you have a Polish name, you're going to use consonants in a way that you're not used to in America. Inski. Inski. Uh, 
Okay. Well, look. It. Anyway, he's uh, he's doing all kinds of terrible things. You know, he's he's uh, oppressing the Latin mass. He's putting all kinds of ridiculous rules on it, um, which is what the Pope wanted him to mm-hmm. do. So. Oh yeah, he and the yeah, Pope are buddies. Okay. Um, he went to talk at the the pro some kind of pro life march. And he kind of got heckled practically off the stage. Really? Yeah, people are... You can hear people yelling, you know, about the uh, the various um, inconsistencies with his mm-hmm. with what he's saying. And, of course, he starts talking about masks and, and immigration and crap like that. At, and at it's a like, pro-life rally. Right. We're, yeah, what an yeah idiot. we're here to fight abortion, you idiot. What an idiot. Uh, it's... But again, it's like uh, I could not begin to tell you what his motives are. Yeah, <laughs> it makes no sense whatsoever. Other than he's good friends with the Pope. If you do this, you get in good with the Pope. But the things he says are so nonsensical. Mm-hmm. There's just no telling what kind of motivation makes him do these things. But we can look at it. And we can say this is wrong. You don't. You don't go to a, an anti-abortion rally and talk about masks and immigration. <laughs> yeah. That's not why they're there. It's not why you're there. Uh, and and you don't try to stop people from worshiping God in the way that is most reverent. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's wrong. That's evil. So, okay, I don't know why he's doing it, but that's yeah. what he's doing. We, we don't know his heart, but he's doing evil stuff. Yeah, uh, that's all the news I got. All right. Well, I got a few things. Um, first is, I sent you an email, by the way, so that you can grab these links. Okay. Uh, this first one, this, okay, yeah. So the first one has to do with Ohio. So I don't know if you remember much. You and I went to Kitty Hawk in North Carolina. Kitty Hawk. What's, That's where the Wright brothers made their first flight of of a powered flight plane. Where they, we, we actually got. I thought that was in Ohio. No, they are from Ohio. That's why they call birth, ah. Ohio the birthplace of. But the actual first flight, powered flight, was in Kitty Hawk. They're, they're, and they're, they okay. even still have the sixty foot track there. We we got, you know, wow. we went okay. there. We got to see the track. But anyway, yeah, they're from Ohio, so they've, you know, birthplace of aviation, and so they have the yeah. the Wright Brothers plane. Now, here's the thing. I, I, I do have to admit that for most people who don't really, who have never seen the plane itself and seen how it's supposed to be operated and how it was flown, they would not understand that, that this is incorrect, but... Ohio claiming to be the birthplace of aviation and making that historical claim, the people involved with this really ought to have caught this. They have the license plate with a a view of the Wright Brothers plane flying a banner that says birthplace of aviation. The problem is the banner is attached to the front of the plane, not the back of the plane. Oh, yeah, it is. I wouldn't know that unless somebody pointed it out. That, that little part I... there that, that 
you know, in our modern yeah. sense of airplane design, it looks like what we would think of as a tail section, but that's right. not. Right, because that front looks of the like plane. a tail. That's the head. Yeah. Ah. And and what the guy did was in that middle section with the big wings, he actually laid down in there facing that yeah. small section, and he was using levers to control it and stuff like that. And I got to see yeah. him model the plane, but anyway, yeah. I don't know. I might I might even have one of those <laughs> those license plates. License plates. Yeah, hang yeah. on to it. That if if they like you know when when it expires, you yeah. get the next one. Hang on to that. That'll be a collector's item someday. Right, because because <laughs> of the bungle there. I wonder if they're going to change it. I, uh, let's see. I'll bet they're not. Yeah. The, uh, no, wait a minute. We are aware that the plane on the uh, plate unveiled this morning. I do. I must not. Well, maybe you plate. don't. Then I know. I okay. thought I had something that said birthplace of Since aviation. Twenty thirty and unveiled uh, a new look. We regret this mistake and have fixed the image. So they haven't actually made these maybe Maybe yet. they haven't actually gone on to cars or anything. Correct design will be reflected on all new plates issued to Ohio uh, drivers. I'll, I'm going to start looking for this. See if you see can, if find, I can find some in plates. In fact, if you were, can, yeah. I would like, if, if I saw one of those, I'd be like, hey, I'll like pay you money more than it would cost you to get a new plate. Just claim it was stolen, and I'll pay you money. Yeah. <laughs> you know... Here's the thing. Um, I mean, we say things like somebody should have caught this, but this is this is just bureaucracy, and this is what it gets you. This is the kind of thing that happens in bureaucracy. That's true. Because That's true. bureaucrats are idiots, mm-hmm. and there's thousands of them piled up on top of each other. Everything has to go through these filters through all these different bureaucrats. And they're all idiots. And every one of them says, well, everybody else approved it. It must be okay. Yep, send it on. Yeah. And they're all incompetent. That's what a bureaucracy is. So it's not too surprising. Mm -hmm. And, of course, it's Mike DeWine, maybe what, like his parting shot (laughs) as he hopefully gets voted out. Yeah. Um, But, oh, well. All right. Anyway, good job, Ohio. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, we have yet another uh, guy trapped in a tight space story. Uh, where? In Maryland. Uh, <clears throat> newsflash that... Well, hold on. Uh, shoot, my browser's popping up those stupid things that come up. Yeah, okay, that old video. A guy was stuck in a chimney. Uh, Maryland firefighters rescued a suspected home intruder over the weekend after the man got stuck inside a chimney. Wait a minute. The rescue happened Saturday. I know we've talked about this. We've talked about two different stories so far where somebody got stuck somewhere. One was a woman stuck naked between, like, the 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 walls of two buildings. Another one was a guy stuck... Uh, behind a wall, like at a department store or something like that. I forget exactly. Right, like in the women's bathroom or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. A naked man stuck in a bathroom wall yeah. for several days. Was this guy naked? Uh, I don't think he was Doesn't naked. Say he was naked. Uh, okay. They, Saturday morning at home in Silver Spring, Montgomery County, Fire and Rescue uh, Service Bookman Peter Pringer, um, said that they, they rescued a guy out of a chimney. Um, There's the, got to be an easier way to sneak in. The resident house. heard rustling coming from outside around 3.30 in the morning and called the police. 
<laughs> the responding officers found no sign of an attempted break-in and left. <laughs> wow. An hour later, he heard moans coming from inside a wall, called them again, oh, and that's when they found the guy. Somebody help! <laughs> I'm stuck! Oh gosh, they had to wow. tear this poor guy's house up to get this guy out. Yeah, they had to break down the chimney. Who the heck's going to pay for all that? Well, hopefully the guy that was stuck in the chimney. Look, if he's crawling in through chimneys, he does not have the hey, money guys. to repay this guy for his... I would have said, leave him there, guys. I'm sorry. He'll shrink enough to where you can pull him down eventually. <laughs> That's right. Just leave him there. His you body know, will the whole, decay and he'll get smaller and smaller. The whole Santa Claus thing they told you when you were a kid, guys, that was magic. <laughs> <laughs> he can't really get That's into crazy. a house that way. <laughs> yeah. That's nuts. I don't even know. I mean, so seriously, if you go up to a chimney, if you think about what's at the top of chimneys, generally there's yeah, they got the things. It's to not keep a the thing you could actually crawl kind of into. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's he not had, that easy. He had easy. to push that stuff off just to get in there in the first place, right? And it's just and then even I, for I, a I big house, it's usually a narrow passage. It's a way. narrow passage, and at the bottom of chimneys. It, it's not like it's just really an got... opening all the way down because there's a flu that often is yeah. is like a, a slotted flu so that you can open and close it and yeah. stuff. I, I don't know what this guy was thinking. He didn't think this out too But you far. know what? Not all chimneys have that slotted flu. Um, yeah. The, the, Especially on older houses. Well, not even. I don't know how old this house was. It wasn't an old house, but a house that I was renting up in Michigan. And completely um, inappropriate that we did this, but for for a few weeks, there was a time when I had to be at work, and Terry had to be at work, and we had one son who was being homeschooled, and there was like a few hours when it's like he's he's got to be by himself. Now, he was old enough to be by himself, but... You know, he, he needed to be okay. more directed as far as schooling and stuff goes. But anyway, but, but we would say, okay, do this. We'll check when we get home and then we'll have evening, you know, actual attention and that kind of stuff to your schooling. But he yeah. was home and he called me and now understand I'm like 40 minutes from home when I'm at work. And he called yeah. me and he said, he was like, crying almost he said there's a big bird in the house yeah. it's like what are you talking about he said it came out of the chimney i or out of the fireplace so i drove home i found and it was a duck that had it was a duck that had gotten down through the chimney and into the house wow a, a duck, duck. That's insane. I know. We call it the Santa Is it duck. a big one? No, it wasn't. Did you eat well, it? Well, it wasn't big. No, I, I just chased it out of the house. It wasn't big as ducks go. Yeah. But to a, you know, I how old was he at that time? To a kid. I, I don't know. A, Which one was this? This was Danny? No, this was my youngest. This was Jake. Okay. Okay. And um, he, ha he kind of has a, a fear of wildlife since then. <laughs> yeah. I had a, uh, okay, <laughs> here's a bird story. <laughs> I may have already told this. I'm sorry if I've already said, told this, but, um, if I did, it was a long time ago. So I had, uh, I get up, 
I'm at home. Vicky's doing other things. I'm at home with the kids. Three kids. Sam, Gus, and Bella. Uh, Sam is still diapered. But, you know, I come downstairs and he's had one of those accidents that uh, go both up the back and down the legs and pretty much everywhere you can think of. Um, he needs immediate attention. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't even walk him up to the thing. I have to lift him and just trust that I'm going to be able to wash everything off my hands when I'm yep. done. So I get him upstairs. I'm going to put him in the bathtub where I can take his diaper off and then tend to things. And I walk to the bathtub move the curtain out of the way with my foot and put him over the bathtub and I'm about to put him down and a bird flies up in my face. <laughs> oh my! I'm like, oh my gosh! <laughs> now I've got a kid. I'm still holding him and there's poop on my hands. And there's a bird and flying in your face. The bird's flying around. Oh my. And I was like, all right. I grabbed a... I pulled a sheet like out of the laundry basket and set him on top of the sheet. I said, don't you move. And I got another sheet, and I laid it on top of the bird so I could trap it. Yeah. And then I brought it downstairs, and I let it go, and I'm coming back in. I'm out of breath, and uh, Bella's standing there. She's like, uh, I think Sam had an accident. I said, yeah, I know he did, but there's a bird upstairs. She's like, oh, yeah, I saw him. I said, you saw the bird? I said, why didn't you tell me? She said, you didn't ask. Kids, you didn't ask if there was a bird in the house, so, so why, why would I, I tell, tell you, you if there's, a, there's bird a bird in the house? In the <laughs> never asked. All right. Next Mor- time ask. Morning meeting. Has anyone seen a bird in the Is house? Is there a bird in the house? <laughs> <laughs> or a possum or a kangaroo? <laughs> Is the house on fire? <laughs> yeah. Is there a burglar in the chimney? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my. Oh, fun being a dad. (laughs) Okay, uh, let's see. Next one. Oh, this is just kind of fun. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Okay, woke New Yorkers, and woke is in quotes here, in Palm Beach, Mm -hmm. Florida, were told to stay out of Florida in a series of flyers (laughs) that prompted a police investigation over the weekend. (laughs) Okay. Palm Beach police confirmed to Fox News on Tuesday that it investigated flyers that were stuck onto New York licensed cars parked on the wealthy island. Um, oh, flyers like a like a brochure yeah. printout. And the flyer read: okay. "If you are one of those woke people, leave Florida. You will be happier elsewhere, as will we." Um, okay. Poor grammar for what okay. they're trying to say, but <laughs> yeah. Well, still. Yeah, it, right message. If, and they needed a cop to come and... If you're a woke pansy, get a... Investigate? Get, get out of Florida. So I guess somebody was yeah. leaving them on windshields, like, you know, under the, the uh, wiper blades or something like that. Yeah. It seems like a reasonable thing yeah, to do. it does. <laughs> I mean, we don't want your we, kind out We here. see... Go you know what? If, if I see too many New York plates in my city, I might be tempted to do the same thing. Yeah. I don't think it would be illegal. I, yeah, it's, you know. I'd, maybe littering at the most. It could 
But we've done that. We've, yeah, we've done uh, in the pro-life movement. Right. We've gone to parking lots and just put stuff on windshields, put flyers on everybody. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know the legality of it myself. At, you know, I, but uh, okay. I know you're Cops not allowed to put it. them in mailboxes. But you know, the point. Yeah. the point is Can't the people who mailbox. are here from New York. So <laughs> I don't know. I might. I might yeah. be tempted if I see a bunch of California plates too. Right. All right. Yeah. I thought that was just kind of apropos because, you know, woke is one of those terms that uh, was, you know, depending on who say it, who says it, it's either a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. And we're talking about like being red pilled and stuff. All right. Right. Last item. Uh, I, I don't know. This guy may be a candidate for the Darwin Awards or something like that. But in North Carolina... A man, like, climbed up the electrical uh, tower, you know, the, the, the ones that have okay, the high-tension like wires, big... the, the super high-voltage ones. Yeah, um, yeah. And it, getting, once getting up there, it ended up causing a whole bunch of, um, let's see, in fact, it says here, it's carrying about uh, 115,000 volts. Um well, so volts? yeah. Oh, okay. That's what the line is carrying. Okay, thousand volts on those lines. Uh, yeah. So he climbed okay. up to the top. Well, so when rescuers got there, and and I, I, I'll talk a little bit later in the story about something I'm confused about. But basically, for the safety yeah. of rescuers, they had to you know say, well, we need to find some way to cut power to these lines. Well, that meant a whole bunch of people were having to do without power. I don't even know if that's... I mean, they rerouted... I wouldn't think that is even possible. Yeah, they rerouted what they could. Yeah, it is possible. Yeah. They rerouted what they okay. could to, to keep as many people supplied as possible, but a lot of people went without power while they got the, the guy down. A lot of people were upset, and, and you know, so, well, you know, we are saving a guy's life here. We're, we're, we're talking about a guy's life, not just inconvenience. Okay. Well, but, but... he is an idiot. Well, here's the th- yeah, here's the, the, the part that has me like like scratching my head. I'm going to read this verbatim. Okay. Officers spoke with the man for four hours before he climbed down from the tower without injury and was taken to a hospital for treatment. What? He climbed down. So then, why did we have? Yeah, to he was able to climb down. Why did we need? Why off? were the rescuers concerned at all? I don't get this at all. Why was he up there at all? Well, yeah, why was he up there? That's that's where the whole and why Darwin wouldn't he come down? Came. Why did he think he needed help coming down? Was it one of those cases where like, because I have a rule, if my kid comes, Dad, get me down from this tree. I say, Hey, you got up you there. Get down. Yeah, if you got up, you can get down. I'm not gonna. Uh, if, if you can't get down, then you shouldn't have gone up. So you're gonna have to stay there until maybe you know I. I'll let it go for a while. <laughs> I, eventually, of course, I, I won't leave my kid in a tree. But <clears throat> generally, I don't have to do anything because they did get up there and they can climb yeah. down and I don't have to do it. Um, but if you climb up a giant high voltage power line, I would think it's not too big a deal to climb back yeah, down. I, and it's not like... It said he climbed down, so and then he went to the hospital. What, what was he being treated for? Why did he go to the hospital? I don't know. It doesn't say what he was actually treated for. It says... I mean, if you got shot... It just says injuries. Or no, it says taken to a hospital with, for treatment. doesn't even say what for. If you got hit with uh, 115,000 volts, you don't need a hospital. 
You're either you're either dead or you're Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. Well, the wires are too far. He didn't get hit with 115,000 volts. The wires are too far apart. But that's what I. But those wires are. But it, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. And you know, I've climbed one of those. Oh yeah, I know. Uh, there was one at uh, at Carolyn's was house. That a, they had was that one a high tension power thing, or was that? I thought that was an antenna yeah. thing. Like no, the, that was a that was antennas. a high. I don't think so. Uh, you know what? I don't remember. I got pretty far up, and then I got scared, and I came back down. Mm-hmm. But I got up, and then I got back down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if exactly. You, if you get up there, it's like you just reverse it. There has down. to be steps. Yeah. You're not a baby. Just climb back down. It was so weird. But I just looked at the uh, so so you know this is on Fox News website. And, yeah. You know these news stories. There's always you can comment on them and something like that. So mm-hmm. I just like glanced at the first comment. Guy says, a sweater I bought was picking up static electricity. So I returned it to the store. They gave me another one free of charge. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy, re- That's guy responded to that. He said, what? W-A-T-T. Were you thinking? I'm totally shocked. And another, then another guy, oh. I charged mine when I bought it. <laughs> I wonder if uh, all the... All the replies are uh, <laughs> that of that kind of nature. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, one guy's. Oh, great. <laughs> I've gotten to where I don't experience. even read uh, uh, comments anymore because most of them aren't this lighthearted. Most of them are just crazy. Yeah. The comment sections of these news stories have gotten just nuts. There's just. It's frustrating to read them because it's like this guy can't be that stupid. Yeah, but yeah. He is. <laughs> somebody said. But this guy was stupid enough to climb up this uh, giant electrical tower and not be able yeah. to get down. But eventually, he did get down after the cops talked to him and for he did four hours. <laughs> and if they, if, okay, if I were a cop, in order to get there to talk to him, that means you had to climb up there. Well, yeah, because the, if you're talking to him... You're not yelling. You wouldn't be... I mean, you might you'd be able to use a bullhorn. He could hear you, but you wouldn't hear him unless it's over the yeah. phone. <laughs> Maybe by that time, it's like, just wrap a lasso around him and yank him off yeah. there. Like, dude, I'm not staying up here for four hours. It's scary. You're coming <laughs> with me, doofus. I don't know. It, it doesn't really say anything about why he did it or anything like that. It just, you know. <laughs> Can you imagine being that guy? How embarrassing that would be. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be embarrassed. I'd be really embarrassed. All right. That's all I got. All right. No more nonsense. Okay. Well, unfortunately, I do not have a, uh, a saint. Uh, this oh, week. Okay. All right. Yeah, we. I, I kind of sprung it on you that, that put we it could together at the last minute. Anyway, yeah. anyway, because we had missed a couple of weeks. It's like, when are we going to get back into it? So, yeah. So, uh, but hopefully next week I'll have something. But I'm not making any promises because I got a busy week ahead. Oh. Of me. Um But we will talk to you next week. Absolutely. Uh, God willing, and the creek water's not rising. <laughs> God willing, and the and, creek not rising. Uh, <laughs> Some guy used to always say that to me. Um, but uh, meanwhile, uh, think about what we said, and as always, circle the beans. And we'll see you soon. Bye, everyone.